0: Hi, thanks to Cry Malt. This is Beer is a Conversation. I'm Matt Kirkegaard. Almost two years ago, Pete and I had a chat with former George Patterson art director Michael Bannenberg about beer advertising. With many of us having such a fond memory of classic beer ads, our chat with Banners, as he is better known, was one of our favourite chats and also one of our best received. Now, Banners has a new book out celebrating beer posters. It's a beautiful book that not only celebrates the art that goes into the classic beer posters but also the stories of their time that they represent and the stories behind the art themselves this is a magnificent book for any beer lover and highly recommended and pete and i love chatting with michael again about the book and the posters enjoy the conversation
1: Beer is a Conversation is proudly brought to you by Cryer Malt. And this week we find ourselves in beautiful, sunny Melbourne, out in South Melbourne, where we're talking again to Mick Bannenberg, also known as Banners. Uh, you don't mind if we just stick with the... Uh, the
2: Banners the is fine. I've been called everything in my life. <laughs>
1: um, and look, listeners to Australian Brews News uh, and Radio Brews News would be familiar with uh, the last chat we had. It seems we only ever kind of get to talk to you when you've got something to flog. But um, <laughs> having said Not that... Quite. It's always worth uh, worth the chat. Um, I guess beer historian is that, what, what do you actually put on your? Because I know you know the whole printing business is kind
2: of the. Um, um, I, I actually is it's bigger than that. I, I love Australian history, basically any sort of history, whether it's golf or beer. My passion is beer, but um, and the beer advertising and beer breweries. So and that's really where I've I've come from a work work base, but. Any sort of Australian history, I'm very interested in. So I'm, I'm looking for the background stories that come with um, anything that I'm looking at. It's almost
1: like it's, it's the story behind the story. That's it right. It seems to be what really tickles you.
2: Oh, that's, and, and also, you know, it's that old collector's thing you know the the art of discovery is is a really good powerful drug i think so and the hunt and, and discovery
1: well i was going to say because there'll be plenty of uh, listeners out there who uh, they could be tegistologists, they could be labor awful labor um, <laughs> collect, <laughs> yeah, collect keep no. going
2: you, you're making a mumble as yeah. there <laughs> no well, uh,
1: tegistologist is collector of beer Caps or coasters, oh. one or the other, and label is 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 beer, one, beer yeah. labels or no beer uh, beer coasters. I think it is beer coasters, yeah, yes, or caps. Um, but today we're specifically, I guess, talking about um, beer posters. That's
2: right. Um, often an adjunct to most people's collections. I'm very interested in the prints. I've come from a print side based as an art director, and so I just love the um, the color, the typography. The style, the printing process. I mean, some of the posters that I've been collecting on, on beer mainly, but there are others out there for anything you can think of. Some of the processes are uh, 20 colours and all done in reverse on a litho stone. So they're actually hand-painted on a litho stone, every colour backwards to achieve in a print. And um, they're very limited because once you destroy the stone, that's it. You finish that one colour and then you do the next one. So they're they're extremely rare over a period of time that the posters disappear. But luckily there are people out there who collect pieces and I'm trying to put them all together in one collection, basically. Whether it's a digital collection, because you can't get all of them, but I'll take a photograph of it or scan it or... Um, and or buy one or find one that's that's the way you do it.
1: And is how important were these um, not just as pieces of art but in terms of I guess um, marketing for the brewery and, and that you know it's probably a term that we've come well, used to now it, but it, that brand awareness?
2: Um, well it's really the social media of the time it's the way they communicated it. It, it, when people go online these days they have a social media but the actual print at the time was some it was like putting out your shingle, you put it in the in the bar, on the bar, or outside the pub with the mirrors, for especially the mirrors during the nineteen thirties and twenties. Was it just um, so
1: you could check your look before you popped into the, uh, well the front then, bar just to well make sure you, you knew you what didn't what have a straight. Or... It was just
2: a way of communicating. And it, the funny thing is, if you have a look at the history of um, beer posters, when they started out, they were talking about their breweries. So all the posters are actually. Um, images of their breweries not their beers and it was we are the best in the land the biggest buildings we do the biggest we have more horses than anybody else it was that sort of attitude and then then they started to get into their branding itself and I think bass had a lot to do with it the English beers had a lot to do with it because they were competing against the English and the German beers so they had to do some really clear branding and they if you have a look at a lot of the branding, it, was, um, it did follow overseas trends, if you, you can compare it. Um, so, yes, it was a way of telling people who you are and what you are. And, of course, that's developed over time and reflected the social norms of people through the ages.
1: Uh, any shocks and or surprises when you were sort of going through and go, oh, geez, you'd never get away with that now?
2: Um, lots of social shocks about chauvinism and um, attitudes towards women, um, and the blokiness of a lot of the stuff. Beer seems to have been a blokey exercise m- most the way through, and I, I think that's a reflection of, of our uh, social change.
0: But it's interesting when you you, you say that, and I'm, as I flick through the book, I'm looking at Billimba Goldtop, and there's a photo of a lady with a rake while the blokes <laughs> are relaxing with a uh empty glass of beer that he's gesturing towards her that he wants her to fill and that's
2: obviously something that is very uh well it's picked up the 1960s it's exactly the attitude that people had but it's a bit of tongue in cheek because they're all very happy with each other it wasn't like it was a it was an unusual thing to happen right he's but done to, job. He's, he's, he's done oh, his well, job right. he's mowed the lawns and she's raking the leaves or the lawn clippings and um She's looking at him rather tersely, actually. (laughs)
0: But again, I I mean, the thing that strikes me is in addition to the sort of that history of gender um, in, in beer. it really does capture snapshots of what was going on in the country at the time. One of the ones that you took us through before we uh,
2: came on, Mike, was um, a ship leaving for the uh, Boer War. That's right. And um, so it was a big celebration that the Australian troops for the first time was going for the Empire to fight a war for the Empire. And um, the, the ship called the Medic had arrived in Melbourne to take the Boer War troops and there was, if you go back and have a look at the photographs available at the time, they did a complete parade from inside the city right through down to the wharf to, for these troops to go in. And the poster reflects that. And they're trying to sell beer, which it, even though it's non-alcoholic, um, for that event. And they use the event, they use that social event to sell beer.
1: Banners, that's an interesting one for me. Not. Just that, you know, it's very timely in that Carlton have now, CB have now released a non-alcoholic beer again, so it might come as a bit of a surprise to some people that they did actually have one. But was that advertising, because that, that beer was brewed for the troops because the troops yeah. weren't allowed to have intoxicating no, no, liquor? No, no,
2: no. No, there was always non celebrate. Uh, beers available right through from the 1850s. They had brewed it. It's always available. But it was basically table beer, um, so they brewed it with alcohol and then basically decanted the alcohol off out of the beer. There's a special way of brewing it, but it also meant that the water was, if you drank it, it was pure. It didn't have any um, yeah. pathogens in it. Um, and you know, like, and we've got a full history of uh, fosters in here and why they came here and which was the lager beer. And you can you can actually prove. You know, everybody says Fossus is the first lager beer in Australia. It's not. It was actually um, in Bendigo and it was called Excelsior, done by the Con brothers. And, uh, but and if you go and have a read the newspapers now through Trove, the availability of you doing your research and going to Trove and actually asking for that sort of stuff, right? you can actually then go and have a look at the ads and what they were saying. It's very interesting. But the other thing I love about it is
0: we're caught up in this thing called the craft beer revolution, the craft beer movement, and whilst we're drinking some very different styles from what went before, when you look at some of the marketing and some of the claims... Um, we're not breaking any new ground in a whole lot of ways. Everything
2: old is new again, as they say. It just keeps turning it over. But but it's a bit like uh, myself as a designer. Everything I design has already been done before. It's just my take on it. Um, so, you know, you'll see ads on TV or you'll see a billboard and you're going, I've seen that before, but it's just a different take on that same same idea, really.
0: And also a lot of the uh, – I'm looking at the Phoenix Surprise Ale, which was a foster brewing company limited uh, circa 1893. Yeah. The neck label, this beer is brewed from pure molten hops, something that um, we're still seeing a, a, a lot of claims made today, but then it says, and is guaranteed to be of uniform quality.
2: Yes, and you'll find a lot of the neck labels had those sort of medical terms. There was quite a lot that had medical terms on it because – a lot of the rival breweries would say that oh, it's uh, contaminated with arsenic and all sorts of stuff. And they'd go to the government uh, analyst and get a recommendation. And then they'd put it on their label to make sure people understood that it actually is pure. And everybody should know beer is one of the purest drinks. You don't really put a lot in it um, to, to make a beer. I mean, what do you do? Yeast? Yeast? Um, hops, water.
0: And that's it. But even, I just sort of loved that um, and guaranteed to be of uniform quality, which was obviously a big selling point then in the same way that being a local craft brewery is, is putting, uh, we're putting that, or being an independent brewery is now appearing. You know, we're sort of, advertising is trying to sell to people what matters to the community at the time.
2: Oh, absolutely. And and, and I mean, um, you also got to remember there was a, the water wasn't that great at that particular time. <laughs> so... And so you ended up having to tell people how pure your drink was to make people buy it because it was a better alternative than the water you were drinking.
1: And just quickly, we're just uh, flicking over. Matt's just found a, a Victoria Bitter Ale ad, um, handy cans.
2: That's right. And that the was the first with,
1: with the, the same famous flavour, but yeah. just in a can. Yeah, we've and listened and we've that's, changed. And it. That's way before a heart, heart and changed. thirst,
2: and <laughs> that was actually the launch, the first launch of um, the large oil cans they used to call them.
1: Yeah. I noticed too because it was the. Uh, I'm still old enough to remember going into the uh the golden fleece servo and you had to get the little
2: punch yep, yes. and the, you know the not, old can openers, yeah, you know, two, 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 sides. two sides,
1: yeah, one for yeah, the uh, air It's very
2: good. I mean, love it.
1: George Patterson, uh, very famous advertising outfit who were involved, who don't exist today, no, right. but uh, but for many years were behind, I guess, most of the um very iconic beer advertising that we've that we've had yes. my my question you're always trying to get an edge at what point i'm, I'm just flying the wall at, at a round table discussion when an idea or a uh you know a draft comes up and you go no nah, that's that's going too far like at what okay. point
2: well well you got how to un- far can you, you got go to understand and how do you know you've got to understand the process it's not simply a, a bunch of people standing around coming up with an idea for something that that you're going to make up um it was uh, well-researched, and um, you would get a brief, and the brief is very specific, and if you, everybody has ever been advertising, you know what USP is, which is Unique Selling Proposition, and that is actually a brief for a product launch, for an item that you have to sell, and that's what we would write ads to. And if you wrote an ad, and then you'd ask yourself... Does that meet the USP? And if it didn't, you'd throw that idea away. And that's actually, it's a very scientific way of doing it, but it was a very concentrated way of doing it. So you actually got, got the results you were looking for. The, the secret of really great advertising is a great USP with great insight... And a great idea to go with it. In my time in advertising, we would always say to each other, there's only going to be about a 2 or 3% hit rate on that particular golden mean, as they would call it.
0: And, and that's really when you capture lightning in a bottle, isn't it? And that's it- right.
2: And it doesn't happen very often. There's always the dross you've got to get through. You're trying to, to, to make sure that the, cl- the client is happy with that. And then there's too many cooks, right, when you're doing an ad. There's nothing really pure because there's so much input but sometimes you really hit the hit the jackpot.
0: Give us some examples of uh, marketing campaigns uh, right through the, the history of Australian beer that you think have really nailed it.
2: Um, well, you'd have to say for a hard-earned thirst, you know. And that actual line touched people because it was actually a section of the beer market that you couldn't even get to. No one else could get to it once you owned it. Um I would liken it to um the pure waters of Tasmania that Bogues did, which they stole from Cascade because Cascade walked away from it. To me that 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 recent ads were absolutely brilliant the way they executed that.
1: That was like for example, the dunking a ukulele into the That's water right. and it was coming out yeah, as yeah, a Gibson a, Yes, a fifty three. A, yeah.
2: a bicycle into a motorcycle <laughs> yeah. Um, your girlfriend your your wife into a girlfriend all that sort of stuff but the execution of that ad which the basis of that ad is the pure waters of tasmania now that was the brief and what a great execution of it and and to me, that that has been one of the standout ads in the last 10, 15 years. Right? And one,
1: too, that didn't let the truth get the way of a good story because, that's of course, right. they use town water. For, you, well, wouldn't, f- you wouldn't but, use the pure you waters one, behind the Esk Brewery. The like, one element right that,
2: they, that you, don't, you don't get in a brief, it's called fun. Have a bit of fun with it, right? 'Cause that's what B is about. Exactly. So getting something across the line like that is
1: there are you pitching to, you know, whoever happens to be in charge of the, the campaign no, you, for, you, from well, the clients from you?
2: Well, you know, you have a creative director who is overseen and very clever they're very clever people. They're brilliant writers and great insights in people. You and, have to be a good
1: negotiator too though.
2: Um, you do because you've got you got a, it's a belief story. You know, you've yeah. got something on paper that you're talking to someone about with a little storyboard and you're trying to make your your point across of this is going to be the best thing since life spread, right? And the clients usually, they spend a lot of money doing this, right? So you've got to get it right. Where you've got the influences, you know, we've always had the lie, the advertising lies. Oh, well, the client will take it home and give it to his wife and she'll approve it, right? I <laughs> mean... Um, that's the old, the old yardstick, right? <laughs> Will it pass the wife test? But it's not like that. It really isn't. So it's it's a it's a. You'll find a good marketing manager with a good advertising people. They work hand in hand, and they have the same beliefs. They really want this to work to make a product work.
1: Do we miss the golden age of of this kind of yeah? Well, advertising? it's changed.
2: No, it's changed because the way people advertise you you. If you have even have a look now, your old paper billboards are now all electronic, so that's changed. So that that actual advertising where you get a poster and stick it up. Oh, sorry about the phone in the background. No, that's okay. That's a that's a that's a six pack. It's <laughs> a six pack. <laughs> when you have a look today, and I, I'm and it's the trend that's happening now. Um, I've just saw a fat yak, um, a lazy yak ad up on a big billboard at the top of um, Punt Road there. Yep. And it used to be, even two years ago, they used to stick that up with a canvas and before that it was paper done in sheet form, right? So it's all changing. So you will not find... And the only thing is that even the bottle shops are now getting... Um, it's getting like a, a an image and a price underneath because it's all price-driven now.
0: Does that make the advertising more disposable? Correct, um, and but
2: it's the way advertising is going. It's all about social media and getting text and and um, you know getting a blog and getting people involved that way. In my day, it was mass marketing, which was just TV scattergun stuff. You put it on every station in every place in Australia, and then we did have a part of that which was direct marketing, right? Which was only done with mail, right? So you got it in the mail or whatever, and. That has changed entirely with the internet, and it's now that mass marketing, you can target your market. If you want to go into Gisborne or into northern New South Wales and just target that area, you can actually do it these days. You can actually talk to the people you want to talk to.
0: But I, I, I guess from looking at the art, the, the end purpose for advertising today is the same, and that's to get more people Sales. buy more units. Sales. Yes but the process that goes into it when you you've got these As beautiful James. posters that were would sit on the walls of, of pubs for years you I guess you would invest a lot more in the concept and the artwork yeah. than you than you do now which is all done yeah. on computers and and
2: and I do like the I mean it sounds a bit it, it's it's the um, graffiti marketing which is actually making a poster and sticking it up everywhere is happening at the moment if you have a good look around your city there'll be um, underneath a bridge, against a wall, there'd be posters being stacked up. Well, actually, the, the, the main marketers are actually... And the small breweries are using this more and more as a means of getting out. So they'll go to Brunswick and do it all around their brewery so people understand that that's their territory, right? It's almost like marking your territory, right? It's been very interesting to see how advertising's changed. Just on that, um, first
1: name I can't remember, but uh, Jardine. The, yes, Walter Jardine. Walter Jardine, a lot of his original yes. artwork sort of yes. appears now. Is that something that you, I guess, regret that we're we're losing because we don't we don't associate we're,
2: modern artists, advertising with with yeah. an artist? Um, I just think the well, it's a skill that's been lost, really there are illustrators there are some great illustrators today and they're still doing that sort of thing but it hasn't been channelled into that style of advertising
1: but even just right? the fact that you could point out to me over just over yeah. that five minutes where we were flicking through and you, you'd, you'd be able yeah. to point out that was the artist yeah
2: Baker Walter Jardine all of these guys were and and I I liked investigating that side of it where people don't realise they're looking at something that's been a, by a great artist right and for whatever reason and yeah. um I just like the backstory of that. I really do. I think he was he was a clever man.
0: But do you think that with that change and, and every, so many things being digital, the, the, the backstory to you collecting all of these pieces, you've found you you've recreated some of them from having a very old, beaten-up uh, copy very, or a photo. Yeah,
2: yes, they're very distressed. A lot of them are very distressed, as I would say. And, I mean, you can reproduce the distress, and some, some people love distressed, and it looks great, but to me... It's it's getting to, to look why did they do it at, and what colours. You lose the colours of it and everybody looks at old photographs which are black and white. But when you have a look at the posters, it's all colour. Mm. And what people don't realise, the colour in those days in posters was so vibrant, it was, was almost kitsch. But in
0: 50 years, do you think there, there's a capacity for someone to do what you've done... With these with older posters, with, with current stuff.
2: Absolutely, and that's why I'm collecting current. <laughs> People are still putting up posters online, and they're large posters, and then they'll print them out A3 at the, their local printer digitally and put them up all over the place, right? And they'll have it on their, their website or on their Facebook page. Well, I'm going to all of those and actually extracting them and putting them in my files because it shows you what 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 they're trying to do. And so, I just love the way they're tackling what they want to say and how they're doing it visually.
1: Banners in that the last five ten years is there something that's jumped out at you in the same way as as these ones have grabbed your attention? You know, a nineteen thirties or an eighteen nineties one. Is there something new and modern that you sort of go, you know, what they've know it, that that's really clever or that um, will last?
2: I've I've probably seen too many of them for anything to stand out. Um, that's a good question. I'll, I'll have to think about that one. Uh, obviously, the, it hasn't really st- stood out. Yeah,
1: because we look at the, the the cover of the book. You've used an absolutely iconic. Oh, absolutely! Image oh, it's of, a sales tool. Uh, all of us have one at eleven. <laughs> yeah. So anyone, you know, you want, you, and you know, beautifully brought out just in time for, for Father's Day. Which and I believe you've you've run out of the initial run no, already. So our listeners are probably going to want to hook and, one. And,
2: um, is there a second run coming? Oh, they'll, they'll no, it's going right, right through to Christmas, so there probably will oh, cool. be a second run on it. So, so, so getting back to the,
1: um, so the, front, so okay, the front cover. No,
2: no, the, um, okay, I, we don't, I, we don't have him anymore, do we? No, no, I think you do. I think the Coopers' campaign is to my most outstanding ones, right? Because yeah. they've been consistent. They've been really consistent and very clever.
1: But without a character. Like, and Matt and I have often spoken about how good the the, the Coopers' ones are, particularly their use of, of, of like the, the, the tap... You know, the, right. the draft tap or yep. the deck. Love handles. Yeah, all, all of those.
2: that. No, and, and, Just simple and And clever. now thinking about it, I think they've they been the most, they've been the cleverest of all of them. But again, they've dropped their agency, the people who've done it, and so I don't know whether they're going to end up being the same. But they've been very, very good at it. And consistent. Consistency is everything in brand, yeah. right? You, do, you don't waver from where your stance are, or else you're going to lose it. A bit like Cascade to Bogues on the Pure Water
0: Stepping away from, from the book, I'm looking at this uh, big folder. My,
2: folder, my files. Uh,
0: is... the, the, you've drawn a lot of these from, but I, I'm guessing that a drive with you uh, anywhere involves a lot of stopping because there's lots of uh, opportunistic, you've, you've walked past a bus shelter and you've just
2: captured the, the that's image right. there. That's right. I try and keep up, up to date with everything that's going on um, because it all has a message and it all has a as a, a, a bit of history in time. so And, and the trouble the trouble with hi- advertising is it doesn't last that long. A TV commercial will last maybe four weeks and then it's off air and you'll never see it again. So where are those ads, right? Who's collecting them? Who's thinking about what, what people want to see in the future? Yes, YouTube's out there, yeah. but when it comes to posters, no. No one's collecting it. No one's documenting it. So I've been trying to do that. But it is fascinating. I'm a member
0: of the Victorian uh, beer label collectors. I'm not. I'm not actually a collector, but I love the. Yeah, I'm a member as well. Yeah, and well, you, you got me into it, and uh, I, I love that it's it's. Uh, they, they send out a quarterly um, package of beer labels that they've managed to. By uh, by Bi- monthly. Um, by monthly. Um, so, uh, but. Whenever you look at beer labels, I wish I almost wish that I had the patience to be a collector and file them away in an orderly way because every little change of a beer label tells you something about the brewery and what they're... that the the business is going through, who they're targeting, the the evolution of their business. Um, And that's just one element of the entire beer business. It it, it just must be fascinating. But how do you find time to have a life outside of keeping track of all of this? I do.
2: I do. I mean, I I sort of like skim across it. I I collect it. It's just a daily exercise. Maybe I'll do it um, for an hour a day, maybe. Um, And then sometimes when it's, I need to do um a lot more to get a book out or something and i spend a lot more time on it but um it's interesting i i have a (laughs) i up my uh phone to get a better camera so i could didn't have to have a couple of cameras on me so so I'm getting quite good imagery now.
1: Some interesting ones there. Always interesting for me, I think, too, to look at the ones that have fallen by the wayside for various reasons, whether or not you know the brewery's gone out of business, or that particular um, style of advertising or marketing has, has gone by the wayside, or you know, like in the case I noticed there, the old Gauge Roads uh, Dry Dock, which um, that's right, w- which was dropped once they that's right worked out that there was a different but, meaning. But, but how how Dictionary. long
2: was that out there for? You know, yes. six months? Yeah. And then it disappears. That's
1: but, right. you, but you snapped it, so there you go. That's so right.
0: It exists. As I flick through this album, there's a all-in brewing company, which is a small little uh, brewery to the north of Brisbane, and they've got some amazing posters out that I didn't even know existed. Like, I didn't even know they had posters or um, artwork. I knew they had beer and cans. But um, to, to see this in, in – in, where do you come across everything? Like, how, do, how do you keep track of it
2: all? You just search. I'm a very good searcher on the internet. <laughs> It, it it's a well it's just a method that I have looking for things. People actually come to me looking for family members and I can find it quicker than they've ever thought of. So, it's just the way you put algorithms in, like what words are put in and what you're looking for.
1: So Ben, before we let you go, we should just uh quick plug so the book is australia's
2: beer posters a collection of the best volume one, one and it's because this one's got over 160 in it um, of i hand-picked images it's quite large it's, a, it's like an a3 book so it's a real coffee table book for people Well, to... not
1: only folks is it a, a coffee table book if you put legs on that you would have a coffee table that's right
0: sorry but i just found as i flick through feral hop hog voted australia's best beer by our mums and a guy named Pete Mitchum. <laughs> so there's actually a poster that. So you are in well, forever yes, embedded. One of my did, did, did you get one? No, I didn't get one. No,
1: I got it. Uh, I, I did actually get uh, a copy of it, and I think it was. It also appeared um, possibly in one of the. One of the critics' choices that I that I edited, I think they might have
2: used that. If you have a look at the Four Pine stuff that they've done in advertising, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I was
1: just going to say the old beautiful art, handcrafted. So, so, not so someone
2: there that's decided that I'm going to do some real artwork and have gone to the right people and asked for what they want, but the artist has become very creative in delivering what they want. It's very, very good, yeah. and consistent. So the book's out; uh, it's out now. now. You can get it in most bookshops. Um, can we get online the, for those who maybe? Well, uh, well not. Uh, don't know Yes, what a you can. Is. You can go to wilkersonpublishing.com.au. Go. but the um, age is going to uh, age Sydney Morning Herald have actually uh, are going to put it in their store, the store. Oh, their online store. Okay, their online store, and then they'll be offering. Um, uh, you can buy the posters through the store as well. So I'm going to be offering that in the, before Christmas. Okay. So And that's an exclusive. So, so any poster in the book... Dad's be favourite beer yeah, or, you know... You can order it online. So that's going to happen before Christmas. And how long until we see volume two? Um, that'll be out next year, about the same time.
1: Mate, we wish you luck with it. Thanks All very right. much for your time. No, thank you very On much. Beer is a
2: Conversation. Th- thank you very much.
0: And that was Michael Bannenberg. And there's a link to where you can buy the book online in the show notes... And definitely go and have a look and so you can see what a beautiful book this is. Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show, either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive a Brews News bottle opener and thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation and we look forward to another conversation next week.